Okay. I'm gonna see if I can queue up for this movie. Oh yeah. Then we get ready to watch. Yeah, let's, check, let's check it out. Okay, let me get this set up. It's gonna be about five minutes before we get oh, okay. All right. started. But yeah, yes, we're I have okay. a slow internet service. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you never guess who got a call from. Who's that? Got a call from Bill. Oh, okay. And you know Bill, you know, his 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 dad is, is a voting member. And uh his what, dad, member for what? At, at, at the annual meeting every Oh, day. annual meeting. Yeah, oh, it's, you know, okay. it's been so long since we've been... Okay. I tell you, I forgot all about it. Mm. But yeah, so Bill called and said his dad called him after the uh, annual meeting. Mm. And uh, he said that his father said, we got another surprise at the annual meeting. You know, a few years ago, all those of the anointed, like his father is... They were totally lost their job because they weren't no more part of the faithful in the street slave. You know? <laughs> so, so all all the anointed people sitting out there in the audience, they lost their job last time they went to an annual meeting. Well, this time they found out that they're supposed to die before Armageddon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're kidding me! Yeah, so 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 they're supposed to die and, and go to heaven. I, I guess it's going to be like a rapture. You know, the, the society is always speculating about you know this is going to happen, that's going to happen. And I don't know why they do that. I just don't know why. I mean, it's crazy. I don't, I don't get it. You're listening to The Critical Thought, where we challenge our listeners to use critical thinking when examining the teachings of Jehovah's Witnesses. Hi, this is Lady C. Welcome to The Critical Thought. In the upcoming episode, we're going to be talking about the top five reasons why the governing body speculates. All right. So JT, what's going on with the annual meeting and the governing body doing all of this speculation? Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting. Uh, A number of content creators have done some outstanding jobs of evaluating the annual meeting. And one of the things that we see in the overall um, conversation is that the governing body is at it again. And that is they're doing that speculation. Uh, I think it's important when you stop and look at how the governing body uh, teaches other people about the subject of speculation. And, of course, this will give us an opportunity to really look at the top five reasons why they themselves speculate. But I think to set the foundation, we want to look at what do they actually teach about speculation. And we have a number of quotes that we're going to look at that will simply lay that foundation for us. Well, you know what, JT? Whenever you talk to a Jehovah's Witness these days... They're always referring you to go to JW.org. So why don't we get started and go to JW.org to show the audience just how the Watchtower talks about speculation. And we're going to start with the November 15th, 1971 Watchtower. The November 15th, 1971 Watchtower, page 703, on the title, Preach the Word, Where and Why. No reason exists for going beyond the Bible and speculating. All the information that individuals must know to gain God's approval and life is contained in the Bible. Now, isn't that very simple and clear to understand? Absolutely. If the Bible doesn't say it, leave it alone. All right, JT. Yes, that is absolutely correct. And now we're going to take a look at the next quote from the Watchtower, from JW.org. The June 15, 1975 Watchtower on page 380 says, If we really needed to know these things, 
Jehovah would have provided the answers. Rather than speculating on the unknown, how much better it is to concentrate on the thrilling things the Bible does say. Now, isn't that simple to understand as well? If it's not in the Bible, then God didn't see a need to put it there. Therefore, there's no reason to waste any time speculating on something that God himself didn't even put in the Bible. So we see the Watchtower writers, once again, very clear, very simple, easy to understand. Don't go beyond what is in the Bible. If it's not written, don't start adding to it. And that's what the Watchtower tells other people to do. But as we always know, there's two different rules, one for them and one for somebody else. Yes. In fact, what we end up with many times when you look at some of the questions from readers, you literally see how they can tell other people what to do, but they themselves don't. Just look at a couple examples of what really is worthless questions to be asking about the Bible. Yes. And I think you mentioned that these are worthless questions from readers, right? Yes. Yeah. And, so, and so what we're going to do is we're going to present about three different worthless questions. The November 1st, 1960 Watchtower. Question from readers. Will there be earthquakes in the new system? August 1st, 1996. Question from readers. Does Jesus now know the timing of Armageddon? It seems quite reasonable to believe that he does. June 15th, 1996. Question from readers. Can we say that God's servants today who have the earthly hope have as much of God's spirit as do spirit-anointed Christians? Yeah, we can really consider these as three worthless questions. Think about this. In order for this to make it all the way to the question from readers, it had to go through all kinds of channels. Nowhere along the way, nobody thought that before this gets to the governing body to be approved, is this really something that the Bible even talks about or even speaks of? And the answer is no. So here we have something that is now going to be presented. And in these articles, you will see they will offer an explanation. I think it's interesting, too, because these are pretty petty. Uh, something about an uh, earthquake. Now, if this was the top three that we picked up that made it into the you know, uh, questions from readers. What other kind of questions were they getting? If these silly questions made it in there. Yeah, that's it just exactly makes right. no sense. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, Lady C, do you know how you can tell practically every time when the governing body and the Watchtower writers are about to start the speculation process? Oh, my God. You know those words that they start using? Maybe, possibly, could be appears to be, perhaps, they use all those words that, you know, they start off the sentence with that because yeah, they, you know, you know what's coming next. You know what's right? coming. Those, those are all precursor. <laughs> those are all precursor words to the following information is nothing more than speculation. And we've right. seen it. And now, but now here's the sad part. After a while, by saying it over and over so many times, it's sad to say that, but it will actually begin to be viewed by the culture of Jehovah's Witnesses as an actual teaching of the Bible. It will literally take on a life of itself. And then when the society needs to change something or they need to reverse it, they'll say, well, we never really said. We said possibly, could be. 
And we know that's what got them in trouble when it came to 1975 and, and so many other things that they've done over the years. They try to use these words to give them a, a literally a, a free get out of the jail card. And uh, and what it is, it just shows you they're really just speculating. I agree because, you know, it's just like that game that you played when you were kids and they whisper something like you got five kids in a line and they whisper something in the first kid's ear. And as they begin to take that message on down the line, the last person gives you a whole different scenario of what the first person was even told. And so they realize that when they use these words, like these, these precursor words that you're calling it, they know that the sentence is going to take on a different meaning. And that's exactly what they want. Yes, that's exactly right. And plus they want that free get out of the jail card so they can back out in case they need to modify or change it. It's just very sad. Yeah, it's very sad. And as we've seen, they condemn other people and other denominations for doing exactly what they're doing. So that kind of drives us down to the point of, well, then what are the reasons that the Watchtower governing body loves to speculate? Well, once again, we're going to go right back to JW.org, and we're going to let the Watchtower identify the top five reasons why an individual, organization, group, religion, whatever, enjoys speculating on topics. Okay. All right, and what we're going to do is we're going to take it from the bottom, and we're going to make our way to the top. And so we're going to start with number five. Yes. All righty. June 15, 1962, Watchtower. A Christian who indulges in speculation from the platform tends to attract undue attention to himself by setting up hypothetical situations and then speculating on the answers to problems posed thereby. Are we not, in fact, adding to Jehovah's words? We cannot worship Jehovah in spirit and in truth if our worship is based on speculation. Truth and theory are not synonymous. So we see from here that the fifth reason is because the speculator enjoys drawing undue attention to himself. And ladies, see, what do we know about the governing body? They love doing that. Yeah, they love that attention. You know, it's kind of interesting that it also makes the point that True worship cannot be based on speculation. And that's interesting because that lets you know you cannot be presenting things as possible teachings because the truth is not based on speculation. So we see the fifth reason is they want to draw undue attention. Well, let's look at the fourth reason. In the article, Avoid Unprofitable Questions, June 15, 1962, Watchtower, it states, Have you noticed how frequently the Apostle Paul alerted Christians to guard against speculation and unprofitable questions. By a process of speculation, they claim to have discovered deep things unknown to the ordinary Christian. So, so ladies, see, we see here the fourth reason that the governing body just enjoys speculating is because they want to demonstrate that they know deep things, things that no ordinary Christian knows. And so this is what turns out to be the case, because they're going to provide information that nobody knows anything about. And the friends, they'll sit there and they'll say to themselves, and we've heard it before. Did you hear that deep point that brother so-and-so brought out? And that's what the organization is all about, trying to impress ordinary Christians. Well, you don't know this, but we do. And we're letting you know what it is now. Yeah, that is so true, because I remember this one couple in our congregation and they always loved it when the society would say different things, 
things that were out of the ordinary because it always made them feel like, you know, things were happening in the organization and moving along swiftly. Oh, yeah, this point was bought out. So surely the end of the world is right around the corner. <laughs> yeah, you know? the, the deep things, as they say. Exactly. Just yeah. crazy. Now we look at what is reason number three. Let's take a look. We go back to JW.org and it tells us what is the third reason why they do this speculating. June 15, 1962 Watchtower. Unwilling to limit themselves to divinely revealed truth. So we see reason number three is they cannot limit themselves to what is actually revealed in the Bible. They must go beyond what is written. That is the only way they know how to operate. I feel like the Watchtower believes they have to say something because they feel like their message is going to get stale because it's almost like people are looking for stuff to change. They want to find out what's happening. You can't tell people to knock on doors and the end is around the corner. And then you don't say some statement that kind of like makes it feel like it is around the corner. You can't just keep telling people to go place magazines, go on return visits, put a, specified number of hours in field service and then not throw a monkey wrench in there somewhere from time to time. Cause after a while people are going to be thinking, wait a minute, what are we doing? Oh yeah. It, it, they, it quickly becomes a, like a one trick pony. They, they need something new. They need something flashy. Uh, like the question they'd asked about the earthquakes and one of the questions from readers, uh, what was that? People trying to get life and they, and they weren't about earthquakes in the new system. You know, that's, that, right. that's, a, that's a distraction. Uh, whether or not uh, people who are not of the anointed got the same amount of Holy Spirit from God as as the anointed. I mean, how, how do you measure Holy Spirit? Is, you know, you got three pints and he got like, two gallons. I mean, and so th these are just silly questions. But what it does, it serves as a distraction. And it just comes up as, you know, some, like I said, some new trick pony, you know, that they're trying to, you know, they're trying to run across on the people. Yeah. And it's very important that the Watchtower continue to weave in these little issues because it's got to keep people moving in the direction that they want them to be in. You cannot be in a religion as long as people have been in this religion without giving them some kind of hope that something's about to happen. And that's really, really bad. Yeah, especially religion that's, that's based on, on, on a millennial type, you know, end times uh, prophecy type basis. In other words, it's coming soon. So you got to keep people busy until it gets here. And this is how they use to distract people while they're waiting for the end to come. You know, those types yeah, of things. Absolutely. Imagine going to a concert and, and the person is 20 minutes late and you're like, oh, okay, they're going to be here in 20 minutes. And then people keep saying, oh, well, no, they've been delayed for an hour. I mean, it's only going to take a little bit more time for people to realize that they ain't coming and I'm leaving this concert venue. And so it's the same thing with Jehovah's Witnesses. It's like, how many times are you going to tell me the end is coming and it's not? So they got to give you these little one-offs and different things like that to make you think that things are happening and changing. Yeah, that's why they keep sending the, the, the comedians out there before the show starts. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Now, what about reason number two? What's reason number two? Let's take a look and let the Watchtower tell us. All right. In the February 1st, 1952 Watchtower, on the topic of speculators, it makes this point. There are some who seem to dote on speculations. They love to be the talking center of little groups. 
voicing their theories on how or when this or that is going to happen. As they feed the open-mouthed listeners their line of new theories, the listeners, by their rapt attention, feed the ego of the speculators. So we can see that number two sums up that it is to feed the ego. Yes, that's what it is. So then what is the number one reason why they enjoy speculating? Let's let the Watchtower once again give us the number one reason why the governing body loves to speculate. February 1st, 1952 Watchtower, the folly of speculating. So they seek for something more sensational, for some new light to dazzle unwary listeners. There we are. New light. <laughs> new light. That's right. The number one reason that the governing body speculates is so that they can introduce to their listeners nothing more than new light, which is speculation. And we often see it over and over again. It's and amazing. new light and new light is actually their get out of jail free card. Because if, if they have a teaching that has changed, then you cannot complain about it because they'll tell you it's new light. And everybody knows that if anyone goes against the new light policy, they're going to be kissing themselves bye-bye yeah. by way of disassociation or disfellowshipping, <laughs> depending yeah. on how bad the offense is. <laughs> yeah. And you see what new light means. The very definition of new light means the last teaching was speculation. That's all it was. It was just speculation. And it's kind of sad because the witness, I, 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 we've had this conversation with witnesses before, and they'll say, well, you know, the society has changed. You know, when we, live, when we realize something is wrong, we change it. Well, see, that also creates another problem. You see, just because they change with this new light does not mean that the new change is any more correct than the last one. And that's the problem you have when you deal with speculation. Every single teaching that the Jehovah's Witnesses have gotten rid of, when you look at it very carefully, you see this common thread. And that is, it was nothing more than speculation to start with. So the next time you hear any of those precursor words, could be, maybe, likely, possibly, you know what's following. Nothing more than speculation. So we want to thank you all for tuning in to another episode of The Critical Thought and learning about the top five reasons why the governing body enjoys speculating. This has been Lady C. And this has been JT. And we'll see you on the next episode. This program was sponsored by Critical Thinkers.